0: I'm Amanda, and I'm Mike, and this This is
1: Saturday Saturday Morning Serial.
0: What is up everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Saturday Morning Serial. I'm Amanda, here with Mike for the first time since, God, Mike, when did we last record? Like... Over the summer, it was before the strike.
1: Our last episode, I think, was The Flash.
0: It was The Flash, yeah. And guys, a lot of things have happened between then and now. Um, well, first off, Mike and I got engaged at Disney World, so <laughs> we have been wedding planning. And honestly, this break was actually pretty good, especially for me because I'm in school right now. So, you know, the the break was good. I'm glad everybody got what they wanted out of the actor strike, the writer strikes, I got some good study time in school with this whole break. Um, yeah, so we had a ton of movies over the summer that I cannot remember watching for the life of me, except for Barbie, because I feel like Barbie has reigned over the box office this whole year. <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty good movie, so... But more to come on that. We'll probably touch base on Barbie later on in the season here. Um, but today we're going to talk about The Marvels, which was kind of a duo weekend for Loki and the Marvels So Marvel kind of hopefully had a decent weekend right I mean what do you think?
1: Uh, well from a box office perspective the Marvels is uh, ranging anywhere between 50 and like 75 million which is really low for a Marvel movie and it's especially low when you consider that the first Captain Marvel made made a billion dollars. Yeah, that's true. Um, so this will be a disappointing uh, withdrawal from Marvel. And uh, hopefully they, they uh, continue to work on things and streamline their process and get rid of this leadership problem that they've had and continue to get better moving forward.
0: Yeah, we'll touch on that here in a moment.
1: So The Marvels is written and directed by Nia DaCosta, other writing credits include Megan McDonald and Alyssa Karasik and of course stars Brie Larson as Captain Marvel Kira Danders Tiona Paris as Monica Rambeau Amon Villani as Kamala Khan Miss Marvel Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury and Zowie Ashton as Dar Ben
0: Zowie <laughs> we support Zowie in this household because of Tom. but anyway um yeah I thought the cast Everyone was just everyone was okay. I mean I I like Captain Marvel, but I don't like love the Captain Marvel franchise like movies, like the whole storyline. Um I, I think there was just too much going on for me in this one. Um I you know, and I did enjoy Ms. Marvel on Disney Plus and I get it. She's a teenager, but I, I you know I think I had enough of Kamala with I- I think
1: you've had enough of these Gen Z characters that show up in these Marvel movies who just really are excited and overly enthusiastic about things and meeting their characters. Like, it all seems like the same. Like, Spider-Man is just so inspired by by Iron Man, and then Kate Bishop meets Hawkeye, and she's the same way, and Ms. Marvel meets Captain Marvel, and she's the same way, like...
0: I mean, I would be like that if I met Loki, you know? I would just be like, oh my god! Like, I get it, I get it. Okay,
1: okay. hear me out. Uh, Loki was more impressed by Kid Loki than Kid Loki was impressed by Loki. <laughs>
0: That's I mean, true. Kid Loki killed <laughs> Thor,
1: so they were like, oh, you in charge. <laughs> uh,
0: Tom Loki was like a nuisance to Kid Loki. <laughs> but we digress. We
1: digress, yes. <laughs> this is the Marvels episode, and we'll, we'll be talking about Loki later. Yeah,
0: I'm chomping at the bit for that. Um, (laughs) so where did we see, um, Captain Marvel last, Monica Rambeau, Kalama Khan, or I'm sorry, Kamala Kamala Khan. Khan, and Nick Fury and the Skrulls?
1: Um, so we last saw Captain Marvel in Endgame, and she basically destroyed Thanos' ship, and she saved Tony Stark from space, and she teamed up with the other Avengers and defeated Thanos,
0: Got a new haircut?
1: And she got a couple haircuts, according (laughs) to Rocket Raccoon. And in her origin story, she was abducted by the Kree, raised as one of those, realized that she was being brainwashed, turned against her own organization, and teamed up with Nick Fury to save the Skrulls from the Kree. So, moving on to Monica, we last saw her in WandaVision, and she is the daughter of... Maria Rambo, who was Captain Marvel's co pilot, I want to say wing lady, in the military before she was elected by Kree. And she joined Sword, which is kind of like Shield, but more space oriented. And she was in WandaVision, and she got superpowers in WandaVision. I'm not sure what she can do, but she joined. Uh, sword, and then Kamala Khan we saw in her own series, Ms. Marvel, and she became the leader of, the the hero of Jersey City, and we saw Nick Fury and the Skrulls last in Secret Invasion, and Nick Fury has just been trying his whole life to find these poor Skrulls a place to call home, and he has not succeeded yet. The Skrulls are just really not having any good situations turn up their way anymore.
0: Yeah. We'll probably touch on Secret Invasion during our um, like summer wrap up episode, um, but those poor scrolls—they just can't catch a break, can they?
1: No. Well,
0: I feel so bad for them.
1: So without know. getting into spoilers, Amanda, uh, a lot of people are on the fence about whether or not they should see this movie. Can you recommend this movie for theaters, or for streaming, or would you just not recommend the movie at all?
0: Um, I would say uh, I love seeing Marvel films in theaters. That's usually the way to go when we go see a Marvel movie is we go to the theater. We're excited. Um, the crowd was not there. They, they, it was different. And, you know, unfortunately, these movies with, you know, Captain Marvel, they just get some backlash. And I'm not going to get into it. but I'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, go into it. Go off.
1: Brie Larson, during her, one of her press junkets, or just her press tours, she mentioned to a reporter that she wished that the press junkets would be more representative of the real Marvel fans' audience, which just isn't white men. Yeah. You know, She wanted to see people of color, young, younger people, women, come up to these press screenings and be able to ask her questions. And uh, apparently a lot of people took that as Brie Larson hates white men which isn't true at all. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of respect for Brie, and I know that not a lot of her Avengers coworkers have stood up for her, but Don Cheadle, my man, has stepped in and stood up for her several times. Mm -hmm. So go Don Cheadle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that's just, it's too bad. Um, So the vibe in that movie for a Marvel film, it wasn't there. Um, I personally would have probably streamed it um, if you Didn't want to go see it. Um, I would have been just fine streaming it. I feel like, you know, if you're on the fence of seeing it, you know, maybe streaming, waiting for it to come out on Disney Plus would be the way to go.
1: You know, and that still doesn't mean this movie movie couldn't be a success because I feel like a lot lot of people were were that way with Elemental Elemental. when Elemental came out and then they waited to stream stream it it, and and when they watched it on Disney Disney Plus they had different different expectations expectations, and it more or less succeeded those expectations on Disney Plus. So if you're one of those people who are on the fence and you're not going to have that great Marvel viewing experience that you had with Infinity War or Endgame or Spider-Man, you can just sit this one out, catch it on Disney+, and hopefully uh, Marvel will be able to continue their stories with these characters.
0: Mm -hmm. So do you think this movie has any prerequisite homework before viewing?
1: Oh, man, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I will say you will probably have want to have seen Captain Marvel 1 and Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. I wouldn't say that WandaVision is a prerequisite for viewing this movie, but you should watch it anyway because it's a good show. Miss um, Marvel also very not much a prerequisite because they have an awesome animated recap of who Miss Marvel is at the beginning of this movie and it's one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's
0: kind of like Spider-Man um, across the Spider-Verse when they're like, hi, my name is Miles Morales. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, uh, you don't need to watch Secret Invasion, because I don't know what's going on with that show going forward, like, if we're gonna address anything that happened in that show, but we don't in this movie, and Nick Fury's just having a lot of fun in this movie, so you really don't need to see it. You'll be fine with just Captain Marvel, Infinity War, and Endgame. Do you concur, Amanda?
0: I concur. Um, I would watch WandaVision first, before, um... Just because you get a lot of uh, Monica Rambo's story, you get a lot of the backstory with that. Um, So if you're very curious about Monica, because Monica is a huge point, or just a big, you know, big person. Yeah, she's She's one trio
1: trio of the Marvel. She's one of the trio of the Marvel.
0: But she's very, very powerful in this. And if you're wondering, like, how she got to be so crazy powerful, yeah, then watch WandaVision
1: so Amanda uh, you recommended this movie just for streaming so you must not be fully in love with the movie so what negatives do you have with it what, what did you not like or, or is it just not great for you
0: I just was never into the you know Captain Marvel um, the first movie didn't really hook me and this movie didn't hook me either um, I don't know the characters for me are kind of forgettable um, I mean I as far as the film goes, though, like, negatives, I felt like it just went really fast. Um, I love Kamala's family, but I felt it was a little too, like, going towards a little more of Ms. Marvel Kamala, um, more than more so than um, Captain Marvel. Um, I would have liked to know more of the backstory with Darben and the Kree, and how you know, Ms. Marvel, or not Ms. Marvel, I'm sorry, Captain Marvel, that's why it's called Marvels, (laughs) Um, Captain Marvel, like, destroyed the, um, what was the planet's name? It was uh, Hala?
1: Hala, yeah. Yeah,
0: Hala, Um, and how she got the name to be the Annihilator, Um, so I would have liked to have explored more of that story. What what about you?
1: I I really do agree, you know, I I really do enjoy Brie Larson's character and I enjoy Kamala and Monica Rambeau is great but this movie is just so fast you really don't get too many moments to just feel what the characters are feeling and sympathize with them and you don't really get to understand the villain at all and it's just so focused on the entanglement part of their powers that the movie is just so fast so fast so fast fast. and there's not a lot of follow through with scenes that happen like There's a whole scene in this movie where an ocean is sucked up into a black hole and deposited into another planet to become their water source, and we find out that Captain Marvel's married to the prince Mm -hmm. of this planet, and we don't get to see why that happened or how it happened, and then we don't check in with him after the fact that his planet has suffered this huge ecological disaster.
0: Yeah, and I would have liked to see that. Well, and another thing I didn't understand, too, was, um, well, first off, those suction points in space, how those are created, and more, like, explanation on those, because they felt like a huge part of the story, but I, I didn't understand what they were, what they were for, who created them. Well, they're kind I, of like
1: warp points, and when I'm a that ship that travels that. through space, they have to... They have to align in these different points to get where they're going and move through them. It's like in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, they use these warp points. So Mm -hmm. I guess someone created them, and supposedly it was with the, uh, I'm going to call them the mega bands, because that's what they were, I think, called in the comics, but they're called something different in this movie. But they were created with those bands that Baldur and uh, Ms. Marvel have, and... They were basically weaponized in this movie, uh, so Mm -hmm. that's That's where they come from. Well, and
0: that's another thing, too, is how did Darben, when she put on both the bracelets at the end, how did she get to be overloaded with their power, but Kamala didn't?
1: I don't think Kamala ever used her power to do what Darben was doing, and then... Mm -hmm. Did Kamala use both bracelets she at did. the same time?
0: Yeah, her and Captain Marvel, um they like they kind of like energized up Rambo. You remember at the end? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just like, how did that kill? I think Darben, but not on I yeah. So there's just you know those kind of jumping points in the movie where like things happen with no explanation. Yeah. Um. And I was just really, really excited for Zowie Ashton's debut in a Marvel film. Tell, tell us why
1: she's important to you.
0: Well, she's Tom Hiddleston's fiance. But, you know, when you, when you just, like, love an actor, you support their work, but you also support, you know, the fact that they're human and they have, you know, spouses, partners, whatever. And so I looked up Zowie as soon as I heard that her and Tom were together. And I love her. Like, she is an advocate for women she has a backstory that's very inspiring. She's an author, and I highly recommend to check out her work because she is very, like, I, I don't know, I, I was inspired by her. But anyway, yeah, and I was just really excited for her um to be in this movie, and I felt like, I don't know, I felt like she was more or less maybe fed what to what to do in the movie, and I don't know.
1: You feel, feel like, like she, she just didn't give it her own like interpretation. Yeah, I felt and she just really leaned into like the direction she got, or maybe yeah. some advice she would have gotten from a certain uh,
0: someone <laughs> uh, from
1: other people that she knows within the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. Like I was, I was telling you when we got up here, like her performance as Baldur, its very Loki in Avengers. It's very really much, much the big, freaky smiles, yeah. the, the, the intense stare, the, the intensity with the fighting. Yeah. The kind of, like, reckless, I don't know, like, But, you know, non-logging. let's...
0: But we're going to cut her some slack because it's her first Marvel film, her first villain.
1: It's going to be her only Marvel film. Yeah. She's dead.
0: That's true. <laughs> but it was her time to shine, and I just, you know, I... I I'm proud of her for taking that step because those are, it's a big thing to get asked by the MC, you know, join the MCU. Um, but if you guys don't know too, her, Tom, and Charlie Cox were in a play called Betrayal. Um, so Zowie is like a stage actress too. And um, that's, I, th- I have a feeling that's how she was approached because, you know, people, you know, crazy Tom fans are like, oh, you know, because she knows Tom, Tom got her the role. No, has it ever occurred to them that Marvel people probably came to see the play, which I know they did, to see Tom and Charlie to support them, but Sal Zowie too. You know, it's all in like who you know and who you. You know, it's. I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, am I am I right? Yeah, Marvel has a big history
1: of working with uh, theater actors. Uh, yeah. I mean, Tom, Tom Hiddleston, Kenneth Branagh. Um, Charlie.
0: Charlie Cox. Cox. Um, Chris Sophia Evans, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen, Sophia DiMartino. Yeah. So. They're all stage actors, actresses. They all you know, have some type of theater cred, And as a theater nerd, I appreciate that. Um, but anyway, yeah, those are just probably my nitpicky things from the movie.
1: All right, well, let's turn, turn that over and, and talk, about, talk some about some positives.
0: The Florkins. The Flurkins, yes. yes.
1: I really love the use of basically editing and music in this movie. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the scenes with uh, the switching of the powers because of the entanglement—they're all really well done. The energy is just—it's all there, and it's—it's it's hard to follow, but that's kind of the point. And the way that they—they they do the stunts, so it's you know it's one person throwing a punch, and then another person receives a punch from someone else across space and time. <coughs> and the way they eventually begin to learn how to use their switching powers like the montage that was fun we have this entire scene with uh uh kamala khan's house being under attack by these uh kree and her entire family is drawing in on the fighting and they're grabbing furniture and they're 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 attacking the the kree that was fun um the the Flurkins in in space
0: was incredible.
1: Like, there's so much great about this movie that just doesn't connect well with anything else in it. Like, just these certain scenes are great.
0: I think it had though one of Nick Fury's biggest moments that he or like best idea he could ever think of, and that is have the Florkins eat all of the passengers and the crew members on that space ship or whatever. Because, you know, it's easier to transfer kittens than than it is, like, you know, full-grown human beings. It was
1: really funny. Yeah. And then they play the entire song from Cats, Memory. musical. Memory. Yes. You might remember that from uh, School of Rock.
0: It's so funny. That's what Summer sings. Yeah.
1: And, yeah, and the whole idea, too, of Captain Marvel being a figure bigger than just a person really resonating with me because you know when you, do, when you do great things people put great expectations on you and they expect you to live up to everything and they expect you to be a perfectly moral person and to be you know right all the time and Captain Marvel made mistakes mm-hmm. um, she had to make tough calls in this movie and she basically radicalized an entire group of people into hating her and hating the Skrulls because of the poor choices she made Mm -hmm. i think that was that was really great
0: so mike what did you think of the villain of this movie overall i know we touched on zowie's character a little bit
1: oh yeah completely underdeveloped and Mm -hmm. just kind of a waste of great talent if you ask me like if this movie had another 15 10 minutes of just her and like you sympathizing with her or having some kind of a backstory and having her be a character other than just a person going after a MacGuffin, like, it, it could have been cool. Like, mm-hmm. like the scrolls and the Kree situation is very parallel to what's happening right now mm-hmm. between, um, basically, Ukraine and Russia, or... Uh,
0: Palestine and Israel. Palestine and Israel,
1: like, like when, you, when you fight a war, you, you create potential to radicalize and turn the other side in the, the terrorists, the, the yeah. innocent people, and that's what, what the in the and that's what happened to the scrolls in Secret Invasion, and it's what happened to the innocent Cree in this movie. So I think there's just so, so, so much world world uh, connection there that should have been explored, especially when you have a talented person like Zowie in the role, like, give it to her, give, give her this, this parallel. Mm-hmm. And they, they didn't, they let her down.
0: Those poor scrolls. <laughs> The poor scrolls.
1: So, Marvel has come under a lot of scrutiny, mostly by the trades, for rushing projects along faster than usual. Uh, Did you notice anything in this movie that felt rushed, incomplete, or off?
0: You know, ever since... Oh, man. I want to say ever since Thor Love and Thunder, I haven't loved the movies. I've been loving the shows. um, But even the shows as of late, um, Secret Invasion, for instance, that felt really just blah. And it, it, I don't know, it's like these movies, I just can't really, like I'm excited, but then it's like once you start going, it's almost like there's no heart anymore to them. That feeling of, um, you know, seeing old friends again or something, it's just not there. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it.
1: Yeah, I mean the movies aren't as connected as they used to be, and we had a lot. We had um, two really great cameos in this movie, but I just think that the shows have really declined. And sometimes the shows start off really good. Mm-hmm. Like I really was into Hawkeye, and then it just started to really taper down as the show went on. And uh, the, the, the push for content to come out has been a real strain on, on Marvel and Kevin Feige because a lot of directors will go on record saying that you know I directed this movie but it really was Kevin Feige's movie like Kevin Feige is the person who who that's who the T's and, and who crosses the T's and dots the I's and, and does all this this uh, work to make sure that the MCU is a cohesive tone and it, it fits together really well and he's just been all over the place I mean he's got all these shows He's got these movies. He's in charge, in charge of Marvel Comics now. Mm. He was also attached to a Star Wars project. The guy is just everywhere, and
0: it's kind of showing. It, it does show.
1: And uh, next year we're only getting one movie. We're getting Deadpool three, mm-hmm. and that's it. And a lot of the other projects have been pushed back. So hopefully this all this all turns around because a lot of people speculate that it was Bob Paycheck who took away kevin feige's authority and who forced him to make more projects to like feel the box office and Mm -hmm. feel the the disney plus uh content so
0: we call bob Chapek bob paycheck because that's all he was about was money he lost the vision of disney and it was all about money and greed for him yeah Yeah, disney Disney just just has such it's more than just a company yeah, it's, it's just more. That that it's more than a company. company.
1: It's, it's it's a brand that also is like it's like a legacy. Like this company started off with one guy and a mouse and technically a rabbit, but they all went. Mm-hmm. He, he built it into this empire and they, they've innovated so much and they've done so much for the uh, art form of animation and television and movies and and now it seems like they just want it, they just want money. Mm-hmm. I mean of course they're a company and they want money but now it seems like they're doing that at expense of their own legacy.
0: And the I don't know it's just for instance Kevin Feige scrapped Daredevil because it, you know it just wasn't up to up to standard and I don't know there I think there's just a lot of characters now in the MCU there's a lot of demand to introduce even more characters to the mcu so i think we're just getting overloaded with characters also
1: yeah there's a lot of characters i couldn't name more than one eternal now
0: yeah i forgot that movie even existed to be honest Oh
1: yeah.
0: i mean we addressed earlier um some of the backstory of why the you know captain marvel has like backlash and all that so what do you believe is the cause of the marvel's Potential box office not living up to the expectations.
1: I think again the, the backlash with Brie Larson I think is just a, a a very loud minority of people who are threatened by a successful woman advocating for change. Uh, but these Captain and Captain Marvel you know the first one came out it came out in like the peak of Marvel hype. It came out after Infinity War and before Endgame and everyone was just starving to find out what happens next and there was no there's no need to go see this movie and see what happens to these characters next because we don't know where they're they're gonna show up again and there's like there's there's like no cliffhangers anymore. Yeah. Um Plus, a lot, you know, going to the movies too, it's so expensive. Um, popcorn, candy, the the seats now, and just the attitude around movies have changed so much. Like, we've been, post-pandemic, we've seen people come in with children, babies, infants, into the movie theater with them, and disrupt everyone. Like, the culture has changed. Um, Luckily, when we saw this movie, it it was a pretty great theater, and it was brand new. But still, there's just... You know everything is tight right now for money for people and they're just not going to go spend all this money to go see just an okay movie plus the streaming services have all upped their prices yeah so it's like disney what do you want me to do do you want me to sit at home and watch disney plus or do you want me to go to the theater I, i can't afford to do both
0: right and and i mean that's like trying to figure out content for this podcast it's like We have to pick and choose carefully which movie looks good. I mean, if there's a movie out there that we're, like, unsure of, we think it could be a flop, but yet we still want to see it. There's a cheap theater up the street. It's, like, you know, six, seven bucks a ticket. Um, It's, like, under 20 bucks for us to go. But, I mean, like, these AMCs and everything, God, it's, like, almost $40 just for two people. So I get it. Um, But, yeah... Yeah, and with, with what you said, Mike, I just unfortunately don't see it. And I think Marvel, um, I don't know, it, they just have this um, thing around them with the fans, too, with these movies. Um, and I, I think we can blame, um, like, Doctor Strange. That was really the part where everyone noticed just how there's just something off with these movies now.
1: It's It's, it's kind of like character assassination. assassination. Like, mm-hmm. there's no through line of the characters anymore. Like, Wanda was an anti-hero in in WandaVision, but she still had redeeming qualities. She was still a good person. And then in uh, Doctor Strange, they turned her into a complete villain with just one motive. Mm -hmm. And it completely destroyed all the great progress she made in WandaVision. And all all of her fans that looked up to her and and loved her, she she was just a bad guy now. Mm Um, and then *Thor: Love, and Thunder, like, we had all this great dramatic, dramatic potential with Jane fighting cancer and with Gore killing the other gods, and we could throw in things about questioning faith and, and what it means to be brave enough to fight cancer and all of this heavy stuff, and it was, unfortunately, kind of just a big joke. Yeah. Um. Uh, so Marvel has to has, has a lot of course correcting to do and I I hope that this doesn't, doesn't get to the, the point where they have, have to start cutting the the smaller, like more experimental more projects. projects. Because, because do you think like if like the MCU was in the state, was state it was right now, do you think, think that we would have gotten, gotten like a movie like Shang Chi? Like, like, you know how, how big of a risk Shang Chi was or the internals, even though it wasn't great, like it was still a big risk. And yeah. Grinds the Galaxy, like, that was a big risk. That was just a movie about, about comic characters nobody heard of. So mm-hmm. I th- well, we might get to the point, point where Marvel starts axing projects and, projects and you just get more generic, generic movies again.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are rumors that, and I'll, we'll address this in our uh, Loki podcast episode, but there are rumors that Kevin Feige is looking into bringing back Iron Man, Scarlet Witch, not Scarlet Witch, I'm sorry, Black Widow, Cap, like just you know maybe trying to retcon or reboot <laughs> or D all the above <laughs> but yeah it's just it's very unfortunate what's happening um, yeah just that so
1: Amanda I know you're not a huge fan of these characters but would you like to see them again at all I mean we have a p- potential no. X-Men crossover we have Young Avengers any of this appealing to you
0: mm, not really if I'm going to be extremely honest, no. Not really. I felt like it was good closure for Carol. Um, we do see in the end credits scene... Or not, it wasn't even the end credits scene. It was the end scene of Ms. Marvel, Kamala, trying to recruit um, Kate Bishop as... What are they called? The Young Avengers?
1: Yeah, yeah the Young, Young Avengers. Avengers. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know. I don't know when that project will ever come out, but, you there know... they
1: the old Avengers, Avengers at the time. They are.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm good. I think I'm good. How about you?
1: I wouldn't mind seeing younger characters, uh, kind of do their own thing. I think that would be interesting because, uh, Gen Z is a big generation for systemic change, and unfortunately, characters like Iron Man and Captain Marvel are kind of the status quo, and i like to see more movies challenge that, um love you know goose and lucky, and lucky the Pete's dog and that would be a great team up like I'm down for it and it was that, that was such a funny scene because it was just such a parallel to what Nick Fury had done with Iron Man mm-hmm. um so I don't know who would be the leader of the Young Avengers I would hope it would be Spider-Man or, or Kate Bishop but I, I mean I would watch I, I'll watch pretty much anything these uh Marvel Studios puts out just mm-hmm. because of their well, there used to be great uh, catalog of good movies, but yeah. we'll see. Maybe my enthusiasm will continue to wane as we progress through these movies.
0: Well, and I know, like we talk about Infinity War and Endgame, just how great those movies are. But when you sit down and really watch before Disney had Marvel, I, I just there it, there was something different. There's something different. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it, but. Um, well, Marvel
1: acquired. I mean, Marvel was acquired by Disney during the first Avengers. Yeah. Era. Like during 2012, during Avengers. Right. Like that's when it happened.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um. I don't know. I mean, we don't know the future. What the future can bring. I mean, Disney has become such a powerful company that. You know, they try to flex and they might be flexing in the wrong with the wrong people, aka Kevin Feige. So, I guess we'll see. But with that, that will do it for our review of Captain Marvel The Marvels. Um, yeah, it was just over, overall, it was okay. Um, but let us know what you thought of this movie. And next up, we will be oh my gosh, I'm so excited <laughs> talking about Loki season two, which. Y'all know it was something I have been anticipating for. Um, So that will be actually right after this one. So yay for you guys. You get a double feature. (laughs) So we will talk to you next time.